0: Pastor Sandra tells it like it is. So the teaching is part four, entitled, King David's Request for Mercy. So last week I ended part three of the teaching on King David's reactions when Prophet Nathan confronts him to unfold prophetic truth on what he did to Uriah, the Hittite's wife king david was absolutely incensed against the perpetrator the king began to spew out lava against the perpetrator as prophet nathan unfolds the story to him verse 5 the bible let us know he was burnt with anger against the man and said to nathan as surely As the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. So, children of God, I'm recapping a little from last week's teachings to look at King David's response again. And what a response from the king! My take on the matter is not even the response. My take is how did the king allowed himself to get there? A man after God's own heart. How did the king get himself in such a state of darkness where his conscience was literally blackened out? Ethics, integrity, morality did not ping within him. Nothing appears to connect the dots with the king that Prophet Nathan was referring to him. How did the king get himself to such a state of darkness where everything was morally dead within him? Everything was morally, ethically, honorably blocked out from within him. Honesty, truth was blocking out, just blocking out. And the costliest of them all was that it appears everything spiritually was dead from within him as well. How did the king get himself in such a state? King David tells prophet Uriah, as surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that that lamb four times over because... He did such a thing and had no pity. Thank God for verse 7. Verse 7 said, Then Nathan said to David, David, you are the man. This is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. I anointed you king over Israel and I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave your your master's house to you and... Your master's wives in your arms. I gave you all Israel and Judah. And if all this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise this word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Amaz- Ammonites. Now therefore the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of, the, of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. Children of God, how do you deal with such a bare face, presumptuous, dead on the inside, pathological liar like King David? How do you restore a king who is creme de la creme? A king who has so much prestige. The man who knows the secret things of God and how to apply and show them. The man who God said he is a man after my own heart and he will do what I told him to do. A man who knows how to worship God. A man who is gifted with words and knows what to say and how to arrange them. A king that has the baddest and the best army ever Ain't no army that was great like King David's army. King David's army comprises hundreds of thousands of choices, the choices, foot soldiers and colonels and captains and brigaders and generals and army cabarets. King David's army was the most prestigious and admired across the globe in his days. King David was most significant in rank and position, worthiness and substantial of all kings in his days. His standing was unique and weighty, charming in importance, suave with finesse and integrity. Listen to God's promise to King David, Luke 132 to 33 was ultimately fulfilled by his most significant descendants, Jesus Christ. This is God talking about King David. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever and his kingdom will have no end. Jesus Christ bears his name, the son of David. Children of God, this is the king. This king found himself before God, telling God, I have done evil in your sight, and I beg mercy and clemency from you. So, Pastor Sanjo, why are you going this way again? Thank you for asking. I am going this long way, children of God, again. Also, I am pacing it nice and slow to show you. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I repeat, I have gone this long way to show children of God. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Even King David, the ultimately fulfilled by his most significant descendants, Jesus Christ. The ones that God says he will be great and will call the son of the Most High and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. This is God speaking about King David. Um, 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 that David the David that said to the prophet, as surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for the lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. He must die, David said. Prophet Nathan said, David, the man is you. The man is you. So I'm saying this to say all have sinned and come shortly. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Um, the, Nathan replied, the Lord hath taken away your sin. You are not going to die. So children of God, before I proceed further with the teaching, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Um, the Holy Spirit has brought me to show you this. Uriah was a faithful and ardent army officer. Uriah was only performing his duty in protecting his boss, who was principal in command and the king of his country. Uriah was struck down with a sword and killed. All this arrangement was organized by his boss. Who was principal in command and the king of the country this was so because the king fell in love with his wife the king took ownership of the officer's wife the officer's wife was taken away from the officer and with child by the king the prophet says to nathan you killed him with the sword of the ammonites question who is responsible i want you children of god to answer this question who is responsible for the death of the officer is it god is it um, david king david or the enemy of god question who is responsible for the death of the officer is it god did god do it is it david or the enemy of God? Um, I ask you this question because it doesn't take a rocket scientist to work out this one for you. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to work this one out. That God had no part to play with the death of Uriah. So why is God blamed for anyone who passes, especially in tragic tragic circumstances, tragic situation. Um, God is always to be blamed. Can you see now from this story how God cannot be blamed for this death, for the death of Uriah? So I am offended every time God is blamed for something he did not do, especially when there is a crash, especially when death's, Um, That involves crashes and earthquakes and disasters and hurricanes and tornadoes. Everything has to be God. Why? Why are we blaming God? Stop blaming God. God is not to be blamed. The Bible let us know the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. The evil one is the performer of these deaths. Watch this. This is the prophet speaking to King David. He said, this is prophet Nathan speaking to King David. He said, you struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Who are the Ammonites, children of God? The Ammonites are the enemies of God. That is why the name of the sword that killed Uriah is recorded in the Bible until this day. Because the name of the sword belongs to the Ammonites. And the Ammonites are still, to this day, enemies of God. So God is not responsible for coronavirus. Yeah, God is not responsible for coronavirus. Um, why doesn't he stop it? Pastor Sanchez's response. My response is, what the enemy meant for evil, yes? The Lord God can turn it around for your good and my good, yes? So the, if the enemy is sending this coronavirus, what he meant for evil, God Almighty can turn it around for our good. The Lord can use it to allow you and I to come to the end of our rope, come to the end of our tether, to tell us that we need a saviour. We need a Savior to save us from all these. These sickness and disease and, um, and um, catastrophe and earthquake and um, disasters. We need a Savior to save and rescue us. And his name is Jesus. He will save you. He will rescue your children of God. He will keep you. He will change your, your life. He will save you from perils and disaster, sickness and disease. He will give you something to hope and live for. He will give you peace of mind and bring inspiration to you and I. Papa God will give you and I a life that is filled with purpose, encouragement, motivation, incentive, inspiration, enthusiasm, peace, joy and stimulus. He will put spring in your strides. So last week, we see where the king acknowledged his failure, that he had sinned against God. He had let God down. King David did not put up any resistance when the prophecy was unfolded to him. We learned King David had a secret weapon. He knows how to please Papa God. He knows how to get Papa God's attention. He said in Psalm 42, he said, as the deer panted, I'm reading from a different ver- version. He said, As the heart panted of the water broke, after the water brooks, so panted my soul after thee, O God. My soul thirsted for God, for the living God. When shall I come and appear before God? So, so the king knows what to do, and the king knows what to say, and the king knows how to tell them to Papa God. He has a secret that a lot of children of God don't have. And we need to get them children of God. What is the secret, Pastor Sandra? Psalm 45, David said, The secret of the Lord is those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Children of God. This is what King David had that a lot of us didn't have and haven't got. We need to fear God. Yes, a lot of children of God, they don't reverence God. They don't fear God. And the king, King David, fears God. The king didn't put up a fight. The king didn't show any resistance when Prophet Nathan released the verdict. King David was deeply hurt. The king was deeply sorrowful. He didn't eat for days. His staff was afraid to serve him. He wasn't wrong and strong. Why is that? Because of the secret weapon that he has. This is what this teaching is all about. Children of God. Holy Spirit has send it to you and I. Uh, 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 to request you and I. To collect our secret weapons. The secret of the Lord is with them. Who, with those who fear God. And he will show them his covenant. Watch this again. I want you to see this. In First Chronicles chapter 21. Um. Um, um, the Bible is letting us, let us to know the, from verse 21. Then David approached and went to Aruna, looked and saw him. He left the threshing floor and bowed down before David with his face to the ground. David said to him, Let me have the sight of your threshing floor so I can build an altar to the Lord that the plague on the people may be stopped. Sell it to me at the full price. Arona said to David, Take it. Let my lord the king do whatever he pleases him. Look, I will give the oxen for the burnt offerings, the threshing sledges for the wood, and the wheat for the grain offering. I will give all this. Listen to King David. But King David replied to Arona. No, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. Wow, I was so moved by these children of God. Verse 25, so David paid Aruna 600 shekels of gold for the site. David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He called on the Lord and the Lord answered him with fire from heaven on the altar of burnt offering. Can you see what I'm saying, children of God? King David could have taken the site because the site was offered him free um, by the king he, he, to, to build. was offered to King David freely to build an altar to the Lord. That the plague on the people may be stopped," Aruna said to David. "Take it, my lord. You know we'll give the oxen for burnt offering and threshing sledges for the wood, and the wheat for the grain offering." King, De- but King David wouldn't have it. King David replied, "No, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me." nothing and he paid 600 shekels of gold for the site, and he built an altar for the lord wow this is the king look look at the look at his integrity now yeah king he, king david could have taken it but he was a different person king david could have taken it saying but he said no um He said, no, I will not. I will not take that which did not cost me. He learned to to fear Papa God. He learned to reverence him. He learned how to tell him how awesome he is, how wonderful he is. Even when... Even when he... um, it was given to him freely. So you might be saying, how do I start? How do I start? How do I ask? How do I collect these secrets that I'm talking to you about? Um, you, you and I have to learn to fear Papa God. And it's not a fear as, as if I am af- afraid of God. No, it's a reverence. Um, we have to learn to reverence God who do we put first like for example when you wake up in the morning what is the first thing that you do do you go for your iPhone do you go for Facebook do you go for messenger do you do you do you go for Instagram or snapchat what do you go for or do you get up in the morning and you say Father God thank you for me for waking me up in my rightful mind my right faculties, thank you. Because so many things could have happened. We learned what happened in Miami the other day. Those precious people went to bed. And I'm, I'm sure they, they, they when they went to bed, they must have had it that we're going to see the morning. But look at what happened, children of God. So we have to learn to fear God. We have to learn to reverence Him. Learn how to tell Him how awesome He is, how wonderful He is. Even when you say it and you don't feel anything back, continue to say it. Continue to tell Papa God how you feel. You get up, you say, thank you for protecting me, watching over me, watching over my, my family. You plead the blood of Jesus before you go to bed. You, you plead the blood of Jesus over the night, over you, over your, your... Not only you alone, the street that you live on, the whole neighborhood, that you, the whole vicinity... You plead the blood. You're not only praying for you; you're praying for everybody. And um, and um, um, yes, that's what you tell Papa God. Um, just telling Papa God, I love you, and I want to learn more about you. Th- thank you for sparing my life. Thank you for protecting me, my family, friends, workers, um, neighbors. I'm thank you for protecting protecting us from the coronavirus. Thank God for the protection of everyone far and near. Pray for the government. Pray for righteousness to touch them that they they may need and they may seek direction from the righteous judge for the people. Yeah, build a relationship and a journey of faith. Um, watch these children of God before I go. I'm going to stop here. I am going to use part five to close this series off next week. And, um, um and, and, um, I'm going to pray before I go. Papa God, we thank you again for this wonderful, insightful teachings on King David. We saw the mistakes that he made, but we also saw, um, saw the strides that he made to obtain genuine forgiveness and repentance. Um, we pray as children of God, listen, um, every child of God who listen to this podcast, It will be a point of contact to bring some change, to bring them to the end of the rope, to cause a change, and to show them that we all need a Savior. And as the songwriter said, the Savior is waiting to enter your heart. Why don't you let him come in? There is no one to save you and keep you apart. Oh, how he wants to come in. Time after time. He has waited before, and now he's waiting again to see if you're willing to open the door or how he wants to come in. I pray today that this will be your Endeavor, children of God. So have a blessed week until I come back to you again next week. Please remember to pass your podcast along to share it with somebody so they can hear the word of God remember to play it in your car play it in your home you know let the word play before you go to bed and let the word sink in let the word and the anointing in the word um permeate let the word saturate your bedroom your car wherever you are in Jesus name god bless you